everyone and welcome to another episode of where does food a food history podcast that tells you the history of food i'm one of your food not not historians l and i'm your other not not historian tim we're not historians we are uh kind of okay at googling that's a good way yeah uh, yeah and we put them into notes so you don't have to that's our new tagline i like that i like that (laughs) throw that on a t-shirt like we always say yeah, the longest t-shirt known to mankind. It's just a wall of text. It reminds me of that, uh, I guess it's a meme now, but it's that old photo of the Browns football jersey, and it just has a list of all of their quarterbacks. And then someone just like, t- it's just really brilliant. Google it. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's, good. That's good. it's really that's fun. Good. Um, so, Tim, today we're taking on the one, the only. I'm talking turkey time. I'm talking turkey time, Tim. Today we're talking about Thanksgiving. Turkey time. Uh, so what do you think when I, I say Thanksgiving meal? Let's see, man. You know, we got the, obviously, the the turkey. Um, obviously. Hence why we just called it turkey time. That's true. <laughs> wow. No, man. But I'm thinking, of the, I'm thinking of the turkey. I'm thinking of the sweet potato casserole, the pumpkin pie, the green bean casserole, mac and cheese, uh, the stuffing and or dressing, uh, whatever you call it. Um, I'm thinking of cranberries. Cranberry. There's a lot of cranberry sauce going through my brain um you've had my cranberry sauce before it's you know it's delicious and i gotta say i don't like cranberries like that but man i did like that cranberry sauce tim fire yeah yeah it's uh i'm thinking of those things and also because you've celebrated thanksgiving with me a couple times i think of friends along with family absolutely i've thrown a friendsgiving successfully um, i would say almost ever since i moved out of the house most of my thanksgivings since then have been Friendsgivings because it costs money to travel back to multiple, Ridiculously. You know, through multiple states. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think of. I think of all those things and then I think of, uh, friends, uh, and family because I do a lot of, I do a lot of, uh, potlucks. You know? That's awesome. Yes, absolutely. So this episode, it's going to go a little differently than some of the ones that are past. If you're familiar with, uh, our, uh, previous ep- seasons, sorry, now seasons, of where does food yeah uh let me clarify that um so we're gonna pretty much be talking about the components of a thanksgiving meal a pretty stereotypical modern day thanksgiving meal i might add um but we're definitely going to take a deeper dive into all these components and if you think we missed any you can just add us at where does food on twitter always be plugged we can maybe go over them maybe but like you can at least let us know um, or just tell us if there's like yeah. fun things that you add to your Thanksgiving menu. Um, so it's been 401 years since the quote unquote first Thanksgiving that happened on North American soil. Um, so out of 401, Tim, what do you give a Thanksgiving meal out of? Oh, Could you man. even? I mean, let's see. Sheesh. This is a, uh, how do I, I don't know, man, I don't, I don't, wouldn't want to have your job today. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, we'll give it a nice 400. <laughs> Out of 401. Okay. Um, There's, okay. I, like, there is all, I'm going to give you this right now. You can only fuck it up. 
pretty much. Like that right, one point okay. is pretty much guaranteed. I just there's got to be some suspense for our fake. Uh, I mean, yeah, hook. It might drop the show. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, if you can throw some racist people in there yeah. or something, I don't know. Maybe anything maybe. Uh, that you can think of to to ruin Thanksgiving for me. That'd be awesome. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> until then, <laughs> it's. You know, that one point is just for the suspense of the show, okay. just so you know. Okay. Yeah, sure. Let's see. I'm like, I don't know. I might I might I might throw you throw you that back. Hey guys, welcome to the ad section. I'm here to tell you real quick about Anchor by Spotify. You may have heard us talk about Anchor at the end of our episodes is because Anchor is the platform we use to distribute our podcasts. It's totally free. It helps us distribute our podcasts to different platforms. That's how we're on Apple Podcasts. That's how we're on Google Podcasts, CastBox, you name it. They've helped us do that. You can record directly on the app, on the webpage. They don't even need a super fancy setup. It's super straightforward totally free so download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your podcast or whatever you like to do all right guys enjoy the rest of the episode turkey for the girls and turkey for the boys my favorite kind of pants are corduroys gobble gobble boo and gobble gobble giggle let's let's start off with some context because i love to give context the origins of Thanksgiving dinner. Um, so what we consider the background on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is based on a festival shared by the pilgrims and the Wampanoag Native American tribe at Plymouth Colony, Massachusetts in 1621. Yeah, 1621. The date of Thanksgiving properly corresponded with the end of the autumn harvest and not necessarily the end of November as we do now. Tim mentioned this in last episode. So... Abraham Lincoln is credited for making Thanksgiving a national holiday in 1863 after Sarah Josepha Hale, who was mentioned in the chicken episode, convinced the alleged vampire President Lincoln that a Thanksgiving celebration would unify the country post-Civil War. In 1941, like, Congress officially... I, hold on. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, Tim. Hold on. I like that in the where does food world, Abraham Lincoln is just a vampire. I, I saw the, the autobiography. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right, right, right. He literally Continue. kills. Okay. <laughs> he kills vampires. I saw it in history in, class. I that's swear. Ca- that's canon in our world. So <laughs> get with it. <laughs> Thank you for, for uh, seeking that out. I appreciate that. So, yeah, vampire president Lincoln. Um, In 1941, Congress officially decreed that Thanksgiving would be celebrated on typically the last Thursday of November. So we do this because of Congress. And I'm like, I don't know know how I feel about it now. But there's more proof that original meat of Thanksgiving was fowl, geese, or ducks, and deer, not turkey. Oh, shit. What? I know. That blew my mind. Um, There's also more uses for seafood uh, because of how plentiful it was. Um, colonists would serve mussels with cheese curds. Right. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, mussels were abundant in New I don't England. Know. <laughs> <laughs> like I wasn't trying I to knock it. I, I wasn't like... trying to knock it, but like oh, I don't want to. I would. Yeah, because you're nicer than I am. <laughs> like I wouldn't put that's it off the, the menu. That's the established. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'll say it. She won't say it. I'll say it. Uh, if you eat fucking, uh, if you eat cheese curds, like cheddar cheese curds with mussels, you're a fucking disgusting human. I'm gonna think like, you're a little weird, dude. You, like, I don't... You're, 
You're an absolute colonial peasant, you fucking pigeon. Don't ever Peon. do that. That's disgusting. So, uh, uh, yeah, like I know I know there wasn't like that many food options then, but like even that probably would not be my my go-to meal. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, people like to- yeah. <laughs> listen, listen. If if they want to do it back then, that's fine. I'm just saying, if you do that now and today, and it, you're, you're a fucking peasant. So stress, the stress levels are yeah. high on, on that individual for sure. You have all the food nowadays, so like, there's, there's no, no reason. reason you should be doing that. Only put cheese curds with uh, ordeal. <laughs> Poutine. Yeah. That's it. Terrible. That's it. Like, there's no other reason why. Yeah. 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 Or just eating them fried by themselves. Yeah, that also works too. There's. Yeah, there's so many Thanks. other options. Thanks, Culver's. But, <laughs> but it's, we can't forget about dessert because, you know, they still have to have dessert back in the day. Um, so they had a pumpkin pie, but it wasn't really a pumpkin pie. So essentially they would haul out the pumpkins. They would fill the shells with milk, honey, and spices to make a custard. And then they would roast the gourds in hot ashes, which I have seen this, that's yeah, like yeah. hot, this like hot ash technique. I think it's brilliant. I think it's really, really cool. Yeah, I mentioned that very briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, in the pumpkin pie episode, go listen to that. Um, <laughs> yeah, the reason why I actually didn't extrapolate on it because there is, and I didn't mention, I should have mentioned in the episode. I don't know why I didn't. There's actually uh, a bit of that definitely happened, but there's this contingency on the the colonists not having ovens, which is just abhorrently false. What colonists really? for sure? Yeah, colon, colonists for sure had ovens. But that still doesn't take away from the fact that they didn't do a traditional pumpkin pie. But yeah, there's there's just like whole thing. There was this whole thing that like they did it that way because ovens weren't like of it. Like no, ovens totally existed at the time, and there's no reason to think that you know you're making shit in ovens in Europe and you come to the Americas and you don't know how to make a fucking a brick oven. <laughs> like, I was about to say, like, are people just yeah. are they just being like, oh, like a gas stove range? Which like yeah, obviously there's not. Obviously right? not. No, yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's interesting I didn't mention that in the last... It's interesting I didn't miss, mention that in the last episode, but I remember when I was researching the different um, varieties. Yeah, it was... I, I kind of got a couple of different... Because, you know, history is just one of those things. Sometimes you don't have, like, like hard yes. evidence on something. So it was one of those things where it's like, they did this because, you know, ovens weren't available, and then other historians and food historians would be like, well, no... It, they they probably just they probably just didn't have like that recipe yet. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But yeah, they did. In fact, interesting. Hollow out pumpkins and just put them on a fucking coal pit with a uh, custard like delicious fillings. I bet it wasn't too. I mean, again, I, considering <laughs> they didn't have sugar, so like it probably like yeah. How many, and how much honey did they have? You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, how much honey did they actually have? Not, mm, yeah, definitely not the amount yeah. that we could just like pick off a shelf, that's for sure. So, yeah. Yeah, the little plastic bear guy didn't exist at the time, so. What? Grocery stores? Why didn't they just use a yeah. grocery store? That's so strange. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, Why didn't they just go to the grocery store? That's so weird. No. Uh, so, as Thanksgiving became an official American holiday, a national mythology formed around it, right? So, 1841, a collection of pilgrim writings had referred to the meal described by Winslow as the first Thanksgiving. Although Winslow didn't specifically mention turkey, his fellow colonist William Bradford did refer to a great store of wild turkeys at Plymouth that fall. 
in a journal that was reprinted in 1856. Before long, the cultural links between pilgrims, turkeys, Thanksgiving became an... an wow, I'm not even going to try. It pretty much became part of the, the lore and the myth that is Thanksgiving. Because, like, I remember being in elementary school and we had a Thanksgiving Day meal. And they, <laughs> they handed out hats for us to wear. And, like, half of the kids in the class were quote-unquote pilgrims and then the other half were quote-unquote native americans and then we had like a big like potluck situation um i do remember yeah. that i don't know if you had anything similar to that yeah yeah we also did the hand turkeys oh yeah mm -hmm. we did that whole thing mm -hmm. so how about now you asked him <laughs> <laughs> thanksgiving thanksgiving now it's an american holiday so like don't forget that part you guys people don't really like celebrate thanksgiving like that or like they might whoa 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 they might do like l me Yes. America is the world. Oh, you're right. Okay, I we don't know. are the world. You're right. Yeah, no, you're I don't right. know what you're fucking bad. getting that at. That was my bad. Everything that happens in this country is exactly what happens in the world. <laughs> so I forgot. You're right. Oh, man. Okay. So the world, it's a world It's a world holiday. It's a global holiday. No, it is an American holiday, which is something that we do forget. Yeah, no, I mean, definitely growing up, I thought that everyone just celebrated Thanksgiving because I just assumed that everyone just celebrated all the holidays, which is not apparently true, which, you know, whatever. Um, So, Tim, <laughs> you pretty much hit the nail on the head, though. It's turkey, mashed or baked potatoes, stuffing or dressing, however you d describe it in your region of the, the country. You got cranberry sauce, canned cranberry sauce as well can't forget about that uh you got your green bean casserole your sweet potato pie slash yams however you take your veggies he's got the yams he's got the yam. uh gravy rolls some sort of pie and then definitely mac and cheese we kind of briefly talked about mac and cheese though so we won't really go into mac and cheese as much but we're definitely gonna go no but that's not yeah, yeah. we're definitely going to the other ones and let's go big first we're gonna talk about our centerpiece of the table we're gonna talk about turkey let's talk about turkey let's do it so yeah again shocked that that wasn't the first thing that we consumed hey the more you know so by the turn of the 19th century because of the turkey's ability to feed a whole family the 10 million plus turkeys available in the country and the utility of turkey on farm Arms, as turkeys were raised strictly for their meat, made them the ideal candidate for the Thanksgiving centerpiece. Boom. It's They liked it because it fed a lot of people and it was efficient right. for the farm. We love that. Sarah Joseph yeah. Hale. Hey, you remember her from like the first paragraph? Um, she played in a super important role in this. In her 1827 novel, Northwood, she devoted an entire chapter to a description of a New England Thanksgiving with a roasted turkey, quote-unquote, placed at the end of the table. Also, just real quick, the the novel Northwood is an anti-slavery novel. Let's just... It needs to be noted that the novel you, is, like, about not having slaves, and she was in the middle of it. <laughs> She's just like, real quick, though, let me tell you about this thing we do in the Northeast. <laughs> it's it's absolutely goaded. <laughs> she's writing about Turkey. Said, and I shit. got you. So yeah, you know. no, she's yeah. she's pretty great. And again, she campaigned. She thought that if Thanksgiving was declared a national holiday, it would help people um, come together as civil war was kind of coming to an end. Um, and then, of course, when Abraham Lincoln was like, "Yes." This is going to this is going to be a thing. This is going to be a national holiday. Also, she wrote Mary Had a Little Lamb. I just want to point that out. Oh shit. Talented. Talented. She's fucking talented. Talented. What a talent. Talented. 
She's got a she's got a brain on that one. Yeah. Um, so, but if we're talking turkey, you got to talk about stuffing and the gravy, yeah. right? Yeah. The idea of stuffing. Tom, do you like stu- do you like stuffing? Let's just talk. Oh, let's back up. Buddy. Do you like stuffing? Buddy, stuffing. I well, okay. Dress dressing. Dressing. I just feel like if it's not being stuffed in the turkey any like these days, which I just don't think it. I don't think people. Happens. Yeah, I don't think people do like that anymore. I'll be real with you. Like I don't make it that. I don't make it that way. Here's what I do. I'm gonna walk you through my steps. I'm curious. So, I. I go to the Kroger, and I do call it the Kroger, like I'm an old person. I don't just call it Kroger. I call it the Kroger. Not Kroger's. Um, Not Kroger's, which is, that makes me want to stab a child. (laughs) It's just to put an S on the back of Kroger. Disgusting. No children Um, were harmed in the making of this episode. No children. I'm not. I'm kidding. Uh, kind of. God. No one can joke. No one can joke about stabbing children anymore. People are uh, so soft these days. So our good buddies over at Martin's Potato Rolls, uh, Martin's Bakery, yeah. uh, friend of the friend of the podcast, uh, <laughs> not a sponsor not a, yet. They should be. They should be. I, I promote them so much. It's unreal. <laughs> but <laughs> I. They make. They make their little uh, dehydrated uh, breadcrumbs. Not not breadcrumbs, but bread uh, pieces, right? Because, like, if you want to do dressing, you cut up some bread, you put it in the oven, you, like, stale it, make it stale, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Martin sells some of their potato bread already cut up, ready to go. Ooh, okay, that's um, So I take that. I take some of the turkey stock I have left over from cooking. Delicious, the way to do it. Know? Always cook the stock. I cut a, I cut. I, I cut up some 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 celery. You know Ooh, what I mean? I put some, some Trinity those, action going on? I put some of those... Uh, yeah, I put some of those herbs, some garlic, some some onion. I put all that, you know, I, I toss that all in there. Put a little bit of uh, of the drippings or, you know, a little bit of the drippings on there. A little tossy toss and I right back into the oven, buddy. And I let that roast off and it's delicious. Delicious. Holy shit. You that know? sounds fire. Martin's Martin's potato bread with some with some of that gorgeous, you know, flavor from the turkey and then some extra herbs and celery and stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, I love dressing. It's fantastic. That sounds so good. And I'm actually glad you mentioned your base because I didn't realize, but the base can sometimes vary depending on like where you are, you're cooking from. Um, so stuffing is kind of more of a modern mar- marvel. We kind of make an assumption that the first Thanksgiving meal was served with wild rice. Like that was probably the quote unquote stuffing that we could say. As the years went on, New Englanders added chestnuts. Bostonians made oyster based recipes because like, of course they did. Uh, And people in the South would use cornbread um, as a base. Hell yeah. Yeah. Mm, Delicious. Uh, Types of gravy. And then what gravy in the United United States could be completely different than like, say, an Italian culture, food culture, French, Indian, like, et cetera, et cetera. So to clarify, like this type of gravy that most people would put on like a Thanksgiving day meal is like the white gravy or it's like the... A cream gravy, so it's based on the bechamel sauce. I we talked about this briefly in in an episode beforehand, but it's cooked with roux, made of meat and usually meat drippings and flour. Um, milk is typically added and thickened by roux, and then once you've got that done, got some pepper. Yeah, use your turkey drip. Use your turkey drippings to make turkey gravy. Um, that's the best way to do it so good. Uh, for like Thanksgiving. Essentially, just make it make a nice light turkey gravy. Yeah, you know, a turkey gravy. You just take those drippings. Yeah, a little flour, equal parts flour, butter. You know what I mean? Oh, throw your milk. Get that cooking up. You got your best milk going. Throw your drippings in there. Yada yada yada. Thicken that up over some heat. Pull Sounds it off. so good. Go. It's so easy. It, it and you don't like you salt, you pepper it at the end. And there's not much else you have to do because those drippings are so mm. goddamn flavorful. 
Like it's, you know, you've got Cook all with the, your drippings. Yeah, you got all the the poultry herbs from your turkey. You got the butter that you've been cooking with your turkey. And you got the fat off the actual rendering off the turkey mm. as well. What the fuck else? That do you sounds mean? so fantastic. good. So it's one of the easiest fucking gravies in the world to make. And it's just phenomenal. So and then do that. Do that. And then it's like, all right, Tim, what if what if you don't? And what if you're just not going to do that? Well, if you came around in the 1950 to 1960s, that's when convenience, again, was key. We've talked about it around this time, and especially in the United States and the way our food history goes. So ads for instant gravy started popping up in companies' patents for gravy. Mixes finally started slowing down in the 1980s. So for about 30, uh, 20, 30 years, companies were just popping out instant gravy mixes yeah. left and right. And then, you know, finally it... It chilled out, but yeah, people weren't really making yeah. making uh, gravy from scratch like that anymore. Yeah, then they had to like, uh, and then a lot of those recipes probably had uh, MSG in it. You got MSG it. MSG got a bad rap, and they took all the MSG out of them. You got it. MSG was big the biggest mistake, thing. buddy. Yep. <laughs> big <Yeah>. mistake. <laughs> it was like McCormick brands like used to sell like there. It was like the most popular mm. one, and it had, but it had MSG in it. And now there's no more MSG in it anywhere yeah. anywhere near it. Tim, you know what else goes with gra- goes yeah. well with gravy? Potatoes. Potatoes. It is believed. When in doubt, potatoes. Always potato. That That's also going on a t-shirt. It's believed that baked potatoes originated from Peru. The Inca Indians were said to be the first people to originally cultivate potatoes. So I appreciate them. Oh, damn. Shout out to them. Wouldn't be here without them because I love potatoes that's, so much. Yeah, big facts. Big facts. So I appreciate them for that. Uh, Louisa May Alcott, the woman who wrote Little Woman, uh, she once said, money is the root of all evil. And yet it is such a useful root that we cannot get on without it any more than we can without potatoes. So it's like money and potatoes, that's what make the world go round. And it's like, I believe that. Potatoes are incredibly versatile. Like, love them. I love them so much. Haters can really suck it because they're an all-time top vegetable. That's right. They are a vegetable. They're a vegetable. Suck it. Yeah. Just suck it. Yeah, they have tons of potassium in them. Uh, more than bananas. Yeah, they're good. They're good for they're you. They're really good. Eat them. Eat potatoes. Eat potatoes. And, and let me. You know what? If there's anybody in the world telling you not to eat potatoes, they don't. They're they're hack. Don't trust them. They're don't hack. trust them. Don't trust them. They don't know what they're talking about. They're hack. Yeah, they don't. Fuck them. Especially if you don't have like any reason not to yeah. eat potatoes. Like if you're not allergic or you don't need like a special diet because of like a dietitian and doctor recommending one, and it's just some like hack on the internet telling you that potatoes <laughs> aren't good for you fuck them dude don't eat it you don't go, need it like fuck them go you don't eat them. a fucking potato go eat, potatoes. eat bread be normal your body will appreciate it. I, it like please go do that potatoes they're a vegetable have at it eat them they're delicious so potatoes have been introduced to the united states a handful of times through the 1600s but they weren't really widely grown for almost a century until 1719 when they were planted in london dairy <laughs> new hampshire by Scotch-Irish immigrants. That's, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah. modern-day mashed potatoes first appeared in The Art of Cookery by Hannah Glass in the 18th century. Others say it was yeah, buddy. Antoine Parmentier, a Frenchman who mashed potatoes with dairy in the late 1700s and won a contest for them. So origin wars, we always love that. Um, I also want to note that apparently England refers to baked potatoes as jacket potatoes, uh, but I really need someone to... Like, confirm that. Like, I saw um, it on the internet, yeah. but, like, someone I need could... someone to confirm that for me that, like, actually might lives lives there. Like, I need... Is this, is this a good fun fact yeah. or is this not a true fun fact? Conf- yeah, no, no. Confirm that for us and then go to the... You- 
go to the entirety of England <laughs> and tell them to not call it that ever again. Ever again. That is just weird. Call, that- why Why do you have to make a fucking... Do, do, like, what? It's just like a really England thing why? to do, you know? It's like the most English thing. Like, that's- we love you, England. <laughs> we love you. Good old, I'm not good gonna, old big bros, I'm not you know? Gonna, I'm not going to shit on your weird naming convention, but it's just weird that, like, why wouldn't you just call it mashed potatoes? It's a bit strange <laughs> because well, it's, it's for the baked potato. And it's like, I'm like... Oh, baked potato, But it's sorry. still... I'm like, okay, let me let me pose this question to you, Tim. Hey, Tim, do you eat the skin on your baked potatoes? Or do you, do you eat the... Hey, Tim, do you eat the jacket on your potatoes? Like, that sounds a little strange now, doesn't it? That... that that's... Yeah. And it? Yeah. 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 What the fuck? Yeah. You know where they do have us beat, though? Uh, they call it toasted cheese, and we call it grilled cheese. And toasted cheese is Toasted more cheese is fun. I feel like it sounds sophisticated also. I, like a, I would well, like a toasted it, cheese, right. please. And, and, and you're not... And no one's grilling no, a yeah, grilled cheese. Grilling. You're panini <laughs> you know smashing I mean? a grilled cheese. You put your toasted you're, cheese... You're putting it on a... Yeah, you're putting it on a pan to toast it. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I like the... To- toasted cheese is uh, much more accurate. Uh, but jacket potatoes is just fucking. That's just fucking stupid. <laughs> we should open a place called Toasted Cheese. I'm pretty sure that there's a thousand. Yeah, but we won't. We won't. That, yeah, no, we don't have, have to do like grilled cheese. Just do. I just like the name. Oh, right. T- Welcome to Toasted Cheese. We sell nothing don't but sell. Uh, tomato <laughs> soup. Yeah, it's just tomato soup, not the toasted cheese part. Anywho, so do you eat the skin on your potatoes or no? Is that something that you do? Yeah. I'm, yeah, if it's made well. If it's made well, sure. yeah, that's the kicker. Mm-hmm. Like, if they actually put love into the skin, like, yes, but I'm not, like... Right, like, it's you've got to have the salt and the mm-hmm. butter, you know, the mm-hmm. pepper. Like, it's got to be nice. It's got to be nice on the outside. It can't just be bland, no. you know? A lot of people, you know, they bake... It, well, I'm not going to say... But, you know, you get baked potatoes where, like, the, it's just kind of... It's kind of baked, and it's baked well, and it's nice, but all that... All the flavor comes on after the fact, after you've like added your your cheese and your your you know butter and salt and pepper and all that on the actual like you know interior. But you do a little bit of love when you're cooking it. You know, it makes it makes all the difference in the world. Then the skin becomes nice. It's nice. So to, nice to munch on that. Mm. So I want a baked potato now. Yeah. All right. Anyways, this is this episode's making yeah. me hungry. I will say. Thanksgiving originally marked the pilgrims' first autumn harvest, so the local veggies they learned how to harvest from Native Americans consisted of onions, beans, lettuce, spinach, cabbage, carrots, and perhaps peas. Personally, I'd be okay with the no peas situation because I don't really like peas like that. Um, corn would have been shucked <laughs> and tor- turned into cornmeal, which was boiled and pounded into a mush um, or porridge, and then that was occasionally sweetened with molasses, which I thought was an interesting take uh, buddy buddy molasses that's an episode down the pipeline you don't even know about that um i'm telling you right now uh i'm announcing our podcast plans live <laughs> live breaking news molasses molasses is 150 percent going to be an episode uh at some point uh if if we don't fit it into season four uh, which we've kind of already planned. Uh, we will fit it in as a bo- as a bonus or uh, season episode one of season five because I mentioned it on pumpkin pie how there was a molasses shortage and they just like didn't make pumpkin pies because they were like nope can't do, can't it. do it like molasses man heavily used heavily I can't wait used. to t- okay yeah uh, yeah yeah we got to do it uh, so now. I mean, we're talking about it now. So now you can get your veggies any way you want. You want them steamed, roasted, air fried. I mean, it's literally however you want to do. 
You can even do a casserole, which is where we've got our our green bean casserole, which is really just like the everyman. It's like the guys in the trenches, just the one like your offensive in the line. You know what I'm saying? Like just they're in there. They're Mm -hmm. doing the work. You're not going to say anything about it. So the dish was created by Campbell's employee, Dorcas Riley, in 1955. Yeah, that Campbell's like Campbell's soup. Yeah. yeah, very fun. So they mixed uh, the Campbell's cream of mushroom soup uh, with frozen veggies. Big facts. Yeah, big facts. Uh, they added some fried onions for texture and color, threw it in the oven, and what do you know? Boom, the GBC. Wait, wait. You're telling me that the OG green bean casserole was just like how it's made? Quite, yeah. That's just like- That's it. Whoa! <laughs> Super simple. That's wild. My guy was definitely That's... tasting the product. He was like, "This would actually be really good if I." Yeah, like I mean, I don't like they, that's. I don't. That's really phenomenal. I thought it was that really like cool. the first version of it is borderline just how it's. I think like people add cheese now, but interesting. Like, okay, I want okay that like who gives a fuck? Like that is pretty much the exact thing that most people do it's fucking campbell's cream of mushroom frozen green beans and yeah fucking the french's onion on top shit in there boom yeah no it's wild and i was like holy shit it's like you said like it's so like you said it's like a very simple thing and it's like oh yeah like this is how we've always made this and it's like oh wait that's because that's that's quite literally what the recipe is it's not even like some like he's like these cookery books like it's just like oh yeah some person that worked in the company that was familiar with flavor profiles was like, oh, let me try this. And it worked out. Yeah. Well, like most of the time, we, we talk about the convenience factor. And so most mm-hmm. of the time, a lot of the stuff we we make now is 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 drastically changed during that time period. But this was made during that exactly. time. So that's it's the, just yep. like, it is. It is that. It is exactly what it was made. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. That's wild. And it's like, yeah, yeah I think to your point, like that's. It's such a green bean casserole is such an easy dish to like bring because it's literally four things that you're having to do throw so in the easy. oven and it's like yeah, yeah. I, I made this casserole like boom yeah and and you can do you know, some rice you in do, there like the way I typically do green bean casserole is I take some of the turkey dri- there's so much turkey dripping <laughs> so I take some of the turkey gravy that I make like because I make a pretty good amount I take some of that turkey gravy I make after sweating out some mushrooms and I sweat out some mushrooms and I pour that turkey gravy into that Oof, okay uh, the sweated out mushrooms and I scrape up the fawn of the mushrooms on the bottom uh, that way it's like mixed into the the gravy right so you got so you get like a mushroom turkey gravy mm. I put that on green beans and then for the crispy onion top instead of buying it you know you just fry up some shallots oh uh, I like that touch. On, yeah, throw those on top. Yeah, throw those on top. That's what I typically do with mine. So it's like small little, yeah. you know what I mean? Small little upgrades. Instead of buying like a canned cream of mushroom, I want to sweat down some mushrooms, get some of that like heartier mushroom flavor coming through. You know, that's awesome. Small little stuff. Recommend. Definitely, definitely recommend that. So it's a, I'm like, I'm like, honestly, green bean casserole, it's definitely like a hit or miss for me. It's like, it's definitely one of those foods. I say this all the time, but it's like how it's prepared. Like, I know it's a cop out, but it really is. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, to your point, like, it's so simple that people start adding their own little riffs to it. And sometimes it's like, oh, wait, this was really good. And sometimes it was like, why did you do this? Like, why did you, why did you do this? No one asked <laughs> you to do this. Like, it was just four things. You could have yeah. just, and like, it could have been edible. Yeah. So that's Pretty it's much. definitely hit or miss for me. But I will. I would, yeah. I like your green bean casserole. Fire. But speaking of fire sides, talk about some yeah. cranberry sauce, Tim. Hell yeah, cranberry sauce. Another really uh, overly easy thing to make. Yeah. Truly. So I, 
we're taking we're taking this there's two sides to the cranberry which like a, a sentence i thought i would never utter um so cranberries like in and of itself didn't really show up till about 1670s sugar reserves weren't really a thing by the first thanksgiving like sugar wasn't like any sugar that yeah. was the, it was already gone by that point because again they were tr they were traveling yeah. across the ocean and obviously they hadn't at that point if, the, if it hadn't been planted and it wasn't ready by the fall heart like it's just they weren't gonna have it they didn't have sugar so it wasn't necessarily yeah. like in the first thanksgiving meal but it is said that Native Americans were the first to cultivate and have a recipe that consisted of cranberry, um, some sort of sugar and water. Mm. Makes sense. Um, the cookbook American Cookery by Amelia Simmons, 1786, is said to have the quote unquote official recipe for cranberry sauce. But like, it sounds yep. like the Native Americans had it had it pretty, well, pretty yeah, wrapped up. The right? American Cookery cookbook, uh, the American Cookery cookbook is just a reference to when recipes were like put down in a book. It's not when a lot of the shit was made. Like we were eating pumpkin pie before then, but that's when pumpkin pie was like written down in America was American cookery. You've definitely um, like noted that before, like for a, yeah, but this yeah. is definitely that, but yeah, how it's like, this, yeah, the American the cookery cookbook time. is a lot like the 1904 St. Louis world's fair. <laughs> um, it's just, <laughs> there is, it, it is a staple of a book with a ton of, of recipes and, sometimes just like the first versions of things that is recognizable to us as a modern society. Absolutely. So. Speaking of modern society. So at this point, cranberries, again, like you, we, it, it's definitely not now where we're growing fruits in labs and then you, so you're able to have whatever fruit any time of the year, any season when they're technically not in season. Um, so cranberries yeah. were literally only available for like two months out of the year. So yeah. It, it's not really, it wasn't really something that you could just grab. Preservation wasn't really a thing. But 1912 comes about and a former lawyer, Marcus L. Uran, quit his job as a lawyer to run a cranberry bog. Mm -hmm. Now, you're probably like, oh, okay, cool. Did quit his job to run cranberry. However, Mr. Uran wanted to figure out a way to extend the life of his cranberries since, again, they could only be, you know, two months out of the year. So in 1941, the canned cranberry was available nationwide. So here's looking at you, Ocean Spray. This is actually kind of a wild story. So Mr. Uren is credited for creating the cranberry juice cocktail in 1933. And then he essentially started a co-op to invent to harvest cranberry. So there's like two ways that you can like get cranberries. One of them is just by the way you like think of like whenever you're getting crops so you just like literally like you're bending down and picking picking them off the plant <laughs> another way to get cranberries is if you guys remember those ocean spray commercials that used to run like in the early 2000s and 2010s and it's just like these two dudes in this like field well yeah that's actually how you harvest another way to harvest cranberries is just by flooding the field so the berries rise up from the plant so you can kind of just scoop them off the top boom call it a day it's like it's called like yeah the wet method um, it's pretty like <laughs> yeah a lot of a lot of spiders in in cranberry box that's scary you know that? no that ew yeah wow i was about to yeah. be like it sounds like a peaceful ass job and i'm like oh gosh insects absolutely not like are they like what yeah. kind of spider like terrifying. water spiders i don't know okay Ter terrifying it's like the tuxedo i don't know if you guys ever remember that movie and i like sp and i like spiders but miss me with that <laughs> okay well i don't like that okay that's scary i'm not that sucks Wow. Okay. Cross that off of the list of <laughs> relaxing things to go do with my life. Got it. Um, yeah. That sucks. Um, so yeah, he started this this uh, cranberry co-op. So it was essentially him. And then he somehow convinced his competitor, competitors 
John C. Makepeace of the A.D. Makepeace Company, which was the nation's largest grower at the time, and Elizabeth F. Lee of the New Jersey-based Cranberry Products Company to join forces under a co-op, Cranberry Canners, Inc. So after World War II in 1946, the co-op became the National Cranberry Association, and by 1957, it's changed its name to Ocean Spray. I don't know why I just kicked my nice. hand out. I was super pumped about that. Ocean Spray is still a yeah. co-op of 600 independent growers across the United States that work together to set prices and standards of cranberries. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that. But I'm like, that's good. That's wild. Wow. Yeah, I'm I'm for that. So shout out to Mr. Green. Yeah. Shout out to Ocean Spray. Shout they do out. it the best. Yeah, I'm at, like I'm a huge supporter of Ocean Spray now. No, can we be honest? Like they sure. do it the best. I don't know. I mean, that's the only brand I've ever, I've ever, yeah. It's the only cranberry juice you've ever uh, consumed. Yeah, I would say so. All only right, one. well, it's the best. Don't waste your fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> don't even bother no, trying anything that's else. The it's, that's the one. Yeah, it's. You mentioned you don't really like cranberry. Uh, I fucking love cranberry. Yeah. Okay. I, like I love it. I don't. I don't buy cranberry juice because I'll destroy it immediately. I'll just consume it immediately. Dude. There's no. Okay, yeah, common yeah. thing got a thing of cranberry juice and definitely just been like taking a squig from the bottle, even though it's not even my bottle like that, and be like, yeah, it's just that. I mean, yeah, I'll give it that. It's good. I'll destroy it, yeah. Um, so this is uh, a bit more on the southern side, but to your point, the candid candy dams, sweet potatoes, great addition to the Thanksgiving table. Um, and this I had no idea. So the Boston Cooking School cookbook in 1893 included recipes for glazed sweet potatoes but i there's a bit more to this to this story so candied yams slash sweet potatoes or their origin to slaves in the united states that saw similarities that the potatoes had to the yams from their homeland from africa so yams are like sweet usually they're prepared with some spices cooked and then mm. delicious and sometimes i'll put marshmallows on top um and send the same idea with the sweet potatoes if you enjoy those things it's because it originated from slaves yeah 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 sweet potatoes and yams which i like i'm pretty sure those terms are like interchangeable in modern era they are yeah because yeah, whenever i was yeah like when i was doing research i was like okay no we're but it's yeah to that it's now in the modern era it's essentially mostly people are just making or leaning into the sweet potatoes yeah yeah that's but, what yeah that's what it's pretty much called these days outside you of just it. like yeah. cans of candied yams that the cans yep. that have that yeah yeah you got it um also big friend of the pod George Washington Carver, he had recipes that helped popularize the dish as well. Um, and then he also thought this was so cool. He also found over 100 uses for the sweet potato, including those that were unrelated to food, such as medicine, paint, and dyes. And those are just like a few of the the few of the few uses that he found. Yeah. Um, but yeah, George that's Washington so Carver. wild to me. George Washington Carver apparently just was like doing things like all day. Just like whatever... Like, if you needed something to be fit, like, take it to him. He knew. Yeah, he knew. So, Tim, I would say our Thanksgiving meal could use some bread to soak up all this goodness, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. me a good I'm roll. I'm talking, let me a good roll. I'm going to mostly be sticking to the yeast rolls out here. Sure. But you can't forget, I feel like a lot of times we got our instant, din- our instant dinner rolls. Like, that's really the thing. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, the Sister Schubert rolls. Yeah. Which are, a.k.a. the Parker House rolls. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are those? Okay. So it's the nineteen seventies. Everyone knows what those are. Everyone knows. Everyone so knows. Parker. <laughs> Why are they so deliciousness? Good? Why are they so good? <laughs> they're just, so they're so good. I don't um, get it. So 
I don't understand. So 1970s Parker House rolls are named after the Boston Parker House Hotel. Legend has it that a disgruntled hotel baker threw a batch of unfinished rolls into the oven after an altercation with a hotel guest. When the rolls came out of the oven, they had a distinct folded pocketbook shape that made them light and puffy on the inside while staying crisp and buttery on the outside. Yeah. And then the sister shoe rolls, like they're literally just some sisters from like Alabama and they were like, rolls. I don't fucking get oh my goodness, why dude. they're so good. Like, I don't, I don't like understand it, makes, it, but there's, I can. Yeah. Gone all day. A little bit of butter on all day. It's fucking all over. So stupid how good those fucking over. things are. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's wild how good those things are. Best dinner rolls. I love. Yeah, can really? definitely just eat like a whole thing of those. Absolutely goaded yes. in a situation where you need dinner rolls. They're so good. They're so yeah. good. I'm getting even hungry now that we're like I was getting hungry and then we're talking about these these sister shoe run like wow. I know. We're gonna have to wrap this up soon. It's, no, I'm just I kidding. Know. It's but, like when you talk about Olive Garden breadsticks, you're like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're like, I don't really give a fuck about Olive Garden, but those breadsticks smack. But those breadsticks, though. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> they smack, dude. <laughs> I like, it's probably a good thing that you can't just like DoorDash Olive Garden like that or like Uber, whatever, the insert your delivery food system here. Can um, you not? Because. No, so Olive Garden is one of the few restaurants still where you still have to go to the restaurant to pick up your order. Right, they do have their little yeah. online thing. And so it's like, I'm like, good for you guys. You guys haven't caved to that. And it's like, clearly it's fine because people will still, I mean, will go and, and, and get mm. the food. But it's like, wow, yeah, I wish I was like more committed because I would probably just order like four things of breadstick. Like you get like, I think like, five or six in them, I, I would, would definitely order like four or five bags of breadsticks and be content with my life and not think anything of it. No, I would die in Olive Garden. Like, I would... <laughs> like I would Is that you your could, last meal? You go yeah, to the Olive you Garden? Could, you could fucking take me out in an Olive Garden. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, fucking... No, I... Yeah, yeah no, I fuck it. Me, I fuck with it. Yeah, yeah put no. me out of my fucking misery in the Olive Garden. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's so good, dude. <laughs> I fucking love olive garden it's just delicious like their salad though like i don't know why it's so good Every- and i don't ever say that like why would you ever say that about a salad at any point in your life but it's like i love olive garden salad like i don't know everything about it dude every like olive garden just does things that like you're like i don't know man i think people sleep on it a little bit is olive garden like vegas I, it's kind of memed like right? anything like, goes olive garden's a little memed but i think it's fucking incredible so it still uh, slaps yeah, yeah no. go to your fucking uh nearby olive garden and you will not be sorry you'll love it it's fantastic listen you're you're not friends there you're family no yeah you're family when you're at the fucking garden so go there vin diesel yeah <laughs> they have a statue of him in every olive garden <laughs> <laughs> it's like the new Chuck E. Cheese, but it's been Diesel. Yeah, yeah. It's like an animatronic. Yeah. Oh, dear God. For that, allegedly. A fucking animatronic Vin Diesel greeting you at every That'd Olive Garden. so scary. <laughs> I would not go in. I'd be like, can we just make it to go, please? We can just make it to go. Yeah. Yeah, Olive Garden really had something going for him, but then they installed a bunch of animatronic Vin Diesels to greet you at the so, door. Really ruined it. family every every 10 seconds. Yeah. But Tim, let's not forget about dessert. Please. But like, I I kind of copped out because it's like you can have most types of desserts, but like I, I did a biasy on this and I was like, pecan pie. Oh, very Southern of you. Very Southern yeah, of you. I, that's yeah. why I said it was a, like, I, I definitely did a bias pick on that. I know there's a shit ton of other desserts that you can bring to the table that is sure when we're talking about our thanksgivings a pecan pie is around during most of them every oh yeah has to be 
It's not Thanksgiving if it's not there. Yeah. Yeah. Why would we do like the only other one that's even acceptable would be apple pie because we've already obviously I already talked about pumpkin. So like. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the only other one that's acceptable is apple. But like, let's be honest, we've all had pumpkin pie or uh, pecan pie a lot more at uh, Thanksgiving than apple in the south at least. Like absolutely for the most part, it's pumpkin and pecan. And if you got and if you got the if you got the family, they'll bring the buttermilk. If you got As, the right, oof. if you got the right family, uh, buttermilk. They'll bring baby. the but, They'll bring the buttermilk pie. <laughs> My baby. That's, that's so how good. you know. Oh that's how you know your family's goaded in, in Thanksgiving. Yeah, that they buttermilk. The, oh my gosh! If fucking if the aunt walks in with a buttermilk pie, says a racial slur and drops the buttermilk on the table, buddy, you know, you know it's, you know it's good. <laughs> If anyone has like a family buttermilk recipe that they're willing to share, please. Man. Please. Yeah. I'm dying. Buttermilk I'm dying pie here. is fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. good. So yeah. Buttermilk pie, pecan pie, pumpkin pie, maybe yeah. apple. Yeah, right. I think that's it, fair. And, and apple's fuck, dude. Fucking A. It's not even existing in, in my Thanksgiving. Like, I actually like Dutch Dutch apple pies better. Yeah. I prefer but, the crumble. But I'll take a but pecan that's or a buttermilk any day of the week. Yeah. For, th- for Thanksgiving, wow. any day of the week. For Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, pecan pie. So pecan pie actually showed up in Texas. Shout out to Tim and Beyonce. Appreciate you guys. Uh, and cookbooks in the 1870s and 1880s. Food historians, such as ourselves, uh, yeah. make an assumption that harvesting pecans began in September and goes through November, making them a food tied to Thanksgiving. So like that's essentially why the timing of the harvest they're ready to go so yeah again shout out texas that's something good that that came from there yeah that's texas. thanksgiving tim texas we got pecan yeah, pie we got the hamburger form um yes the function and the form of hamburger and we also have dr pepper so you know those are pretty solid hey three those things are pretty solid so you know pretty decent that's thanksgiving what a that's fun th- that's thanksgiving what a fun ride Okay. Uh, There's a lot going on. Yeah, a lot going on. My score is 401. It's fantastic. Um, yes. Listen, it was perfect to begin with. Thanksgiving meal is a perfect food. We all fucking know. Especially when I'm the one we that do. has to rate it. Like, And I'm a sucker for food. I just love most food anyway. So it's just like, yeah. That's yeah. fair. That's a fair no, that's a per- yeah. That's a perfect food. That's fun. This was a fun episode, L. We did a lot of... Yeah. We did a lot of fun. Um, a lot of learning. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's uh, a fun, a bunch of fun little snippets of things that are components to uh, what we consider the uh, Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, and uh, a lot of it weirdly modernized. You know, we had some fifties and seventies going on there. Not to say that like bread. Not to say that bread started in the nineteen seventies for. Thanksgiving bread was definitely like around when the first one was going yes. on. Yes. But like I said, that, just basic yeast rolls for sure. But yeah, but the fucking like you know the ones. <laughs> the the ones in the the ones yeah, the ones in the tin container, you know what I mean? They got the mm. little split top, Schubert you know. Way. You know the fucking wow. ones. Yeah. yeah, you know the ones. We know. You no, know. that's fantastic yeah. work. Um that's kind of my final thoughts, thank you, thank buddy. You. I don't have a lot to I've been talking there, most of this episode with you, so I don't really have a lot of Good. extra final thoughts. Um, 401, perfect food for me. Anything else I'll from you? I'll take it. Yeah. No, that's it. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm, well, now I'm hungry. <laughs> I hope you guys are too. Well, guys. <laughs> hope you enjoy that. Enjoy this episode when you, you and your cousin take your walk before yeah. Thanksgiving meals. Yeah, yeah. guys. Uh, that, that was Where Does Food uh, Thanksgiving Dinner Edition. All right. We, d- we did it. We nailed it. Do you hear that music that just started? 
Um, I think so. Did you yes. hear it at the top of the episode? Did you hear it when I transitioned us into an ad that you skipped? Did you, did you hear that? Well, that was made by our buddy and friend of the podcast, Austin Martin, and myself. Burr, I did burr, help burr. with this one. Um, yeah. And if we're being, listen, if we're being completely honest, I did most of the work. Okay? Like, don't, I don't... <laughs> All right, he played there some. Is, he folks. played some synthy guitar on top of my fucking drum beat. He just threw some chords on top. on top of my bass line. All right, fucking came in and made it ten times better than I could ever make it. And he takes all the credit that I give him. Um, no, <laughs> uh, guys, check out Austin Martin. Check out Meridian Sky specifically on Spotify and Apple. He's fantastic. Guys, you can check us out on Twitter at Where Does Food. Uh, I'm at Tim Weehunt. And I'm at El Chapo with three underscores in between there. And I will probably not change my username now out of <laughs> not being able to ever change it back. So here yeah, we are. Yeah, um, that's us on Twitter. You can check us out there. Uh, if that changes, I don't think it will. I think Twitter's going to be fine. I think it's just in a weird yeah. spot right now. But uh, if that ever does change and we ever change platforms, we obviously will fucking let you know. Uh, Macedon will not be a thing. Go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> uh, no, but you can check us out. Uh, you can get in contact with us. Uh, you know, give a shout out, share the show, things like that on Twitter. It's kind of where we're at. You can also go to our website, wheredoesfood.com. We have all of our episodes yes. there. there. Uh, you can check us out at the main hub, anchor.fm forward slash where dash does dash food. You can check us out there. That's our main uh, space where you get our RSS feed. And you can also buy us a coffee, which just means toss us some coins if you feel so delighted to do so. There are no perks that are involved with it. It's just to help out. Consider it like a donation to your not historian. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But yeah, we got all that. Also, if you don't want to give us money, which is totally understandable and acceptable, you could totally okay. give us a review and or rate us. It helps with most algorithms. Specifically, iTunes is like super impactful. But also, like even on Spotify, it's just nice when you click on a podcast and you see that it's kind of well-liked and you start to listen and it is genuinely nice. a good show. And you're like, oh, right. That's why it's got the rating it does. So, yeah, you can do that. And that is uh, super, super helpful. That is the end of my shout outs. So enjoy your Thanksgiving, everyone. Enjoy your week. You know, be pumped. Yeah, good foods right there. Good food, awkward conversation. It's good. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Hope yeah. you grow. Tell your relatives that, you know, you are you are okay with your career. Okay, <laughs> and to, and to get off your fucking back about it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, either way, that's all I got. Have a good one.